looking at uh, essentially the question from Seb was an awareness of um, excitement around getting out of your comfort zone or simply just the awareness of your comfort zone in the first place and really realizing that you're getting a little uncomfortable. Uh, it's something we've been talking to our, our coaches a lot. So I just want to talk on it for a little sec because it is something that uh, when we're going through change, uh, it, it's literally in the name, right? There's change, it's a change from what we've been doing for a long time. Uh, and when we start to move into a different space, we're changing how we set up our morning. We're uh, removing uh, some sort of comfort in the form of alcohol or TV or whatever it might be and trying to replace it with uh, something more productive. Uh, it can feel really uncomfortable and it doesn't feel good straight away. Uh, and there's a real challenge going on in, the, in our heads and there's a lot that comes with that from a uh, mental chatter standpoint that I think all of us have probably noticed at some point. So I've just got a couple of uh, thoughts that I maybe to come to mind if we're in that space. The first one is getting an idea of are we anxious or are we excited because our body sees it exactly the same way. It's just what we tag it as. And if we're going through these changes and we're noticing it's uncomfortable, we're noticing it's different, uh, starting to just get an awareness of leaning into this does feel different, but it's a challenge and it's a good thing. And just getting an awareness of what that uh, what our mind's telling us about the situation would be really, really big, right? Because it's not necessarily uh, good or bad until your body decides uh, which one that is. Uh, if, it, if it is uncomfortable, it is different. Yes, that's there. But just taking the time to look at it as uh, change and pushing you out of your comfort zone is certainly going to be there. Uh, if it wasn't, I'd be worried anyway, right? So comfort zone is certainly coming through. Um, the next one is, uh, and, and uh, Shannon and I were talking about this a fair bit this morning, is uh, being stuck is more comfortable than change. So we have to choose to want a new, a different outcome more than we want to stay stuck. And that sounds really simple, but you know, a lot of us are in a space of, we initially get to this point of asking for help because we've got so much pain about being in this situation that as soon as we get a little bit of relief, we start to feel a little bit better. Sometimes we lose that motivation to stay on track because we no longer feel terrible. We just feel good enough. And you've got to ask yourself that question and get an idea of is good enough really really where you're at or you're ultimately looking for a new vision and just challenging where we're going. Because as soon as we get out of the pain pit, uh, a lot of us find it hard to stay on track long-term. That's a big reason for consistency potentially lacking long-term as we get out of the pain pit, we get back to normal, but we haven't really got a strong vision of where we're going. And if you're getting uncomfort uh, uncomfortable and you're finding there's discomfort in what you're going through right now, the only thing that's going to get you through that place is making sure you've got a strong why, a strong vision for where you're going. Uh, and Jamie and I went into this with our mastery clients uh, on the Saturday just been of really starting to lean into that visualization of who is that person in, in five years, right? What does Seb look like? What does Margaret look like? What does Howard look like? Taking the time to look at how they look, how they feel, uh, what do they do in that morning routine? And then start doing it, right? Because it's not necessarily a... We, we work with so many clients that have got projects on and kids that are going back to school and all these things that are just down the road, just enough to kick it away from now, all right? And it's just taking the time to get an idea of what are the small tweaks we can make this morning or tomorrow morning to make sure that we are making those changes uh, straight away. And I think just when we have those stories coming in our head, uh, if we've got out of pain, we're back into normal, but ultimately the next change is a little bit hard the only way we're going to get through that is a reason to do that. And that's not extrinsically coming from us as coaches. Uh, it has to come in, intrinsically. Otherwise, you're going to be asking us every day to find a new new level of motivation, right? And that does not last. I've been there. I've been the person that needed a YouTube video to motivate myself to work out every single time. It does not last. You need to make sure that is internally. And the only way that comes 
uh, is from you and to have some sort of vision, some sort of strong drive pulling you, not pushing you towards that space. So uh, you got me started on that one, Seb, but uh, hopefully that touches on your point, just getting this awareness of comfort zone. I think it's a great question. Uh, and when we're in a space of so many comforts, everything's a click of a button or a microwave away to make it happen. It's just taking that time to be a little bit uncomfortable, choose the unbeaten path, choose the harder option just because, right? Sometimes that just is so much more rewarding when we lean into feeling that change uh, through that process for sure. Uh, and then the last one, I think it's finding the, the right balance between we have, uh, and I've certainly been again in this space before where you you use pain or you use anger or something to get the workouts done, right? And it sort of becomes a punishment process to get the workouts in or get your ass out the door and you sort of have a, a negative self, self-talk self to make it happen. And again, that happens for four to six weeks, right? You can get yourself through that change, but it's certainly not coming from a place of love. It's certainly not coming from a place of compassion. So unless you want to hate yourself into change forever, which I don't recommend, we want to make sure it comes from a place of love. And just taking that, t- that time to remove the ego around asking for help, that's exactly why you're here. So there's a level of humility to make that first step, but just making sure that if th- some things aren't working, lean on your coaches, lean on the structure and trust that process on just taking the next step because there's always going to be an uncertainty, an un- uncomfortable moment, a-, a roadblock, an obstacle that comes through. It's just making sure we take that next step. Uh, and I think I put that post up on Monday. Uh, you know, the hardest part of the workout is that first step out the door and it's always that resistance that you'll face. Uh, and if you think that's that's wrong, that's bad, it's just you, I guarantee it's everybody in this room, right? It's just taking the time to lean into that space because that mental chatter that happens uh, is, is always going to be there. And that's why uh, those workouts are not a habit, right? They're a routine. It requires conscious focus every single time, right? Getting up and putting your shoes on might be a habit. You can kind of just do it without thinking. But doing a workout, doing a meditation, something actually requires conscious focus uh, is a little bit more challenging. Uh, and I'm challenging myself on this now. I've, I've meditated for about three, four years now, uh, but I've finally gone from like a guided meditation and calm for 10 minutes to a 15 minute, just straight, uh, a little bit of background now, music and nothing else going on. And I think about everything and I just cannot focus, right? So that's another challenge for me. It's not training because I enjoy training and I've found my, my happy place there. The meditation component for me is is my new challenge. And sitting there for 15 minutes, I'm even doing it crossly because I thought that was cool. It improves my mobility in the same space. Um, but taking that time to lean into that for, for me personally, I'm I'm leaning into the discomfort of being sit, sitting on the ground cross-legged. I'm leaning into the discomfort of the 10,000 thoughts that I want to go stand up and write down as a new to-do list. But I'm leaning back into discomfort, right? I'm leaning back into listening to my breath. And that sounds like a, that's my version of that challenge, right? That version could be actually getting breakfast in rather than telling yourself you're too busy and walking out the door and getting a coffee instead. It could be that workout. It could be uh, making sure that we stop at one Netflix show and then and actually give ourselves 45 minutes to slow down before bed. That one thing for you is, is going to be very different uh, person to person, but the conversation that happens in our head is very, very similar uh, and it's uncomfortable. So just lean into that a little bit because that's exactly where that growth lies. Uh, that's my thought for the week. Uh, it's certainly something I'm observing with a lot of people, and it's certainly a space that uh, I'm challenging myself on and quite enjoying uh, as well, seeing my monkey mind bounce all over the show and realize I'm three years old again. So just taking that time to create that for yourself and realize that internal uh, challenge is always there uh, is a big one. Yeah, g'day, Ollie. Hi, everyone. Um, hey, my question, just thinking about, um, I had a call with uh, Chung today and hearing you talking about visions and vision setting and your five-year self and all that sort of thing. Um, 
and he sent me away with homework for a couple of weeks to, um, you know, vision myself in five years. Have you got any advice about, I mean, you know, uh, in the program, is there any have any tips and tricks for sitting there with my legs crossed and um, meditating to conjure up the vision? Or is there, you know, have you got any anywhere I should look, uh, any ideas? Because that's probably the bit that I get most stuck on is thinking about what the, how to, how to generate my future self. Yeah, I think the big thing is if you seek that externally, then you're not truly finding what you're after. You're finding what looks nice uh, externally. The reason I say it like that is because I can watch the Olympics and be like, yeah, I want to be an I want to be an Olympic athlete uh, doing a triathlon because it looks really cool and I'd really like to do it because I fall in love with the outcome. But I don't really want to be that person because I don't want to run, bike and swim every day of the week for five years to do the thing. So I haven't fallen in love with the process. I've fallen in love with the outcome because it looks nice and I can see the guy with the medal. And you see that all the time is people see the thing, they, they want to do the event because that's the thing. So don't choose it for that reason, choose it for who that person feels. And I think that's, if you were to go through that process of vision setting, um, what we did with our mastery guys on, on Saturdays is actually just visualize how does that person feel? How does that person walk down the street? What's, he, what's she or he wearing? What are they doing in the morning to set up their day in the right way? What does that morning look like to really feel sharp, to feel on top? What does that really look like? What does that feel like? And now those questions are very locked into the process of what that person does on a day-to-day -day basis rather than the accolades of who the person has become, right? Um, and I think we've said it plenty of different ways, but it's that idea of it's not choosing the goal for the goal. It's choosing the goal for what it makes of you to achieve it. So that would be how I'd approach it because a lot of people fall in love with the, the accolades of being the person with the three medals, not the fact that they have to get up at 5 a.m. and do three hours of training before the day starts. So that would be my biggest way of making sure it, it makes sense for you and that it really lights a fire under, under your ass because it doesn't need to be sexy for me. It needs to be sexy for you. It needs to be sexy every single day, even when it's raining outside. Yeah, cool. Thank you. I think that's really um, that's really helpful. Just getting my head uh, into the right space. Yeah, um, no worries. Yeah. It's a great question. Um, you know, for the meditation thing, uh, it certainly can be sparked by something externally. I actually, um, <laughs> my hairdresser went to a ten day uh, hairdresser barber, I, whatever. Um, called it a, <laughs> a uh, he did a full ten day silent meditation. And I was like, wow, that's a long time to just not talk. And uh, really, really chill dude, really, really nice. Uh, and I'd sat down after just like an immense week being like, I need to get rid of the stress. So that was my trigger because I know what that feels like day to day and what that wants to be. Because it's certainly not a sexy outcome eventually. <laughs> I don't want to do the 10 day retreat, but it's ultimately just the trigger. So that certainly can come externally, but it has to be falling in love with what that feels like day to day. Great question. Yeah, I like cool. that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no good answer, too. Rose, you unmuted. Oh, I, no, I was just going to say that you said on Saturday, you know, that you're going to turn up and you're going to be a better version of yourself today, tomorrow. You know what I mean? And so I think, you know, for Margaret's question, that's kind of what you're visualising, really, is that you've, you're better than you are today, tomorrow. You know, and in five years' time, well... Who knows, it should be so good. But, you know, just that feeling of, um, I don't know, energy that you've got now and, and 
you know, all the good things that you've made because you've done your training and you've stuck to the program and yeah, you're trying to get back on your circle and, and keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good way of putting it. I, I've, um, I think I put this quote up in the group the other day, um, but from what you've said there, Rose, it reminded me of it quite a bit was, uh, those that are least motivated pursue, to pursue extrinsic rewards are those who eventually receive them, right? So it's just getting the idea of getting away from the external component of what I'm trying to achieve and focus on how I'm patting myself on the back every day because I'm like, yes, I did that thing, right? It could be as simple as I walked past the lollies in the supermarket today and I didn't buy some. Yes, pat on the back for me, right? So it doesn't have to be the big workout. It doesn't have to be the big things. It just has to be the everyday things that I really enjoy and I don't seek any external gratification for it right? Um, for you right now, it could simply be um, ticking that, that habit box in the app saying, I did my 30 minute walk today and fuck yeah, I feel good, right? So just finding that thing that becomes your everyday task and building from there just allows that to be the silent build of every day. Because uh, I don't know about you, but I've certainly had that, that peak moment on stage with the medals or whatever the thing is. And that's this huge dopamine hit. And what happens when we have a big spike of dopamine, then we come not down to baseline, but we go below baseline. We feel really shitty, right? It's the, it's the classic, um, you know, post, post baby blues, not that I've had that one, the post competition blues, the whatever it might be, is we all have that spike. So when we start to seek the daily small little serotonin release, being like, yes, that feels good, but not too good but just to love baseline to feel great that I can keep that going long-term that potentially, um, I'm only bringing it up because I, I think a lot of people seek the big dopamine hips that are the big thing. And then we fall back into the slumps. And then we're now finally the need to find the next big thing. And then we find the slump. And then what we find is actually over time, we're going downhill because we're, we're going below baseline, trying to reach up again, and then going down below both baseline. So ultimately, if we want to look at this consistency standpoint from actually a chemical level, from what we're seeking from our brain, from our body, is we're looking at these small internal wins for ourselves rather than going for the external uh, uh, dopamine responses of really, really big things that eventually become a more challenging thing to actually up, uphold in the long term. Uh, it's a really interesting concept. Hopefully I'm explaining that well, but just chemically, if you start to understand what's happening, not just with the stories in our head, but what our body is ultimately seeking long term, uh, that's an interesting way to look at sustainable, consistent change long term outside of just um, the actions we take, but the reasons we take them for. So. Yeah. 